Welcome to episode 512 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 512 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. It's actually just Bevan James Isles here at the start of the show today because today's going to be a different kind of show. I don't know if you're around in the 80s, if you're old enough to remember the 80s or, or earlier when sitcoms were kind of a big thing and, and every so often on like, you know, family ties and programs like that, occasionally they put together a memory show and it was little kind of lots of clips from lots of memories from over the years and today's show is going to be like that for I Am Talk. A while ago Ross Givelot Little sent me an email saying I've gone back to the start and started listening to I Am Talk again and uh, there's some funny things that I'm kind of remembering as I'm going through and, and at that stage I said to him look we're, you know in about six months from now we're going to be hitting our 10 years and it'd be really cool if we did just a kind of a highlights package of 10 years of I Am Talk and so since that moment Ross which amazingly has um, just been, you know, as he's been listening to the show, just been taking notes of certain times within the shows and, you know, sending those notes through to me as he's kind of worked through all the shows. Now, to be honest, he sent me a lot of stuff. So I kind of, what I thought is I'd just package it into a kind of an hour package today. So in today's show, it's not your traditional IM talk show. It's very much just kind of lots of small clips from the last 10 years of the show. And to be honest, I've kind of gone for a lot more of the funny stuff. So you'll, you know, you're probably going to be entertained a lot over the next hour. So I just want to say a big thank you to Ross Give a Lot Little because... You know, it's it's an easy thing to kind of listen to the shows again, but to actually stop what you're doing and keep a record of what time in the show that happened, you know, it took a lot of effort. So just we really appreciate you doing that. And for those listening to that today, to the show today, you can just really thank Ross for that. Once again, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by, I was going to say Coffees of Hawaii. I've been listening to a lot of the old shows and Coffees of Hawaii is on my mind. So Extreme Endurance, which is your lactic buffer, and also Athletes.com, your social networking for endurance athletes, and also our patrons. And we did announce the winner of the patron, and we got an email back from them, uh, James Defila reed and he was pretty excited about winning his patronage, uh, winning the trip to Hawaii this year as well. And we're pretty stoked that we can give that away to one of our patrons as well. If you want to become a patron, just go to www.iamtalk.me. Um, just before I kind of get into kind of releasing the show today, there's a couple of things you need to know. First of all, I've actually used some old ads, and it's quite funny because we talk about how tell quite a lot in one of the extreme endurance ads, which is funny. Um, and also what how the show is basically going to work is... Uh, there's a little clip and then there's just a little kind of two or three second music interlude that will just kind of change from clip to clip and again you've got about an hour of kind of content in there as well lastly I just want to say a big thank you to all the contributors to the show over the years there's, there's the many people who have been regular contributors like James the Wise Wombo Tell just the name that pops off my head but you know just a lot of this show has come from the content that you guys have provided for us and Iron Talk has been you know 10 years is a crazy time to think about it like can you remember what you were doing 10 years ago and uh, some of the feedback John and I often got is get is that we're just kind of like your mates in this world and it means a lot to us that we are so thank you for all the great feedback we get about what we do but also thank you to all those people who have contributed to to the show and helping make the show what it is each week in the last 10 years. We're kind of proud of the fact that we've knocked out 10 years without missing a week. Admittedly, over Christmas time, we do, you know, we kind of make it a little bit different, but we've we've never missed a week, and it's something we're really proud of. Anyway, uh, that's going to be pretty much me from here. From here on in, it's just going to be lots of clips right through to the end of the show. So, uh, yeah, once again, thank you for your time. If you've got any questions, you can email us at imtalkpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in the studio next week, back to the normal show. So, oh, just lastly, last week we had a few interviews from the I Am Talk anniversary weekend, and unfortunately, Dr. Feelgood, Dave Dwan, when he was interviewing, there was a bit of a technical problem with the equipment, and he'd done lots of good interviews, and a lot of them got lost. So for the people who are on the camp, who were interviewed but weren't on, unfortunately, they just got lost in technical problems so that's a, that's a real bummer because I'm sure Dave did a great job with those interviews anyway 
I think that's pretty much it from me here on. Uh, I'm going to start. The first clip is the introduction from the first show of Iron Man Talk. And then from there, there's going to be a few laughs over the next hour. You guys enjoy, and we'll see you next week. Welcome to episode one of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. So welcome along to Iron Man Talk. This is the first in what we hope is many podcasts on Iron Man Triathlon. My name is Bevan James Isles, and next to me I have John Newson. Um, over the next period, we hope to bring you weekly podcasts on all things about Iron Man Triathlon. Right, guys, welcome along to episode two two one of I Am Talk with Coach John Newson and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? I'm good. I'm a little tired and sometimes a little confused. <laughs> That's the story of life, isn't it? <laughs> it is. There's a song in that, mate. Oh, there we go. We can get together. We've got to. I tell you what. Listen up for the website of the week later on, and oh, we can we can gold. put that idea to somebody. It's gold. So why are you so tired and confused? Well, we've we've taken a hammer. Oh, my kids are just home. We've taken a bit of a hammering from the kids the last three days. Uh, pr- pretty pretty weak on the sleep front. And then this morning, um, as metrosexual as I think our relationship is, Bevan, I was a little confused when I received a text message from a Bevan Isles that said, "I'm just opening it up now. Good luck, ba- good luck, babe. Love ya." And I'm like, hmm. Okay, oh, taking good. it to a new, taking it to the next level, Ben. I, I need to copy and paste that and send it to Joe because the problem is, it's her first day on a new job, and so uh-huh. I send that to you. Oh, that's not good, John. That's, that's not, good. not good. I do love no. you, but not not like how I love Joe. I love okay. you, manly kind of. You know, you're my mate. That's right. Great. I- <laughs> um, so I haven't got many silly things, Bevan. Mine, mine's more about. You can't go crapping in your wetsuit again. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That was. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we've talked in there. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell the story. So we're at Epic Camp, yeah. and the boys have done a duathlon. Maybe an aquathon? You an aqu- it was the one I couldn't run, eh? Yeah, yeah. so and they did an aquathon. So I did the swim, and I'm standing around waiting for them to come. <laughs> I just suddenly need to go for a poo. And it was one of those ones where you haven't got time to wait. So I ran to the toilet, but I couldn't get my wetsuit down in time. It was just wrong. <laughs> it was just wrong. I think you got trumped all of you. <laughs> but uh, most of my things are about stupidity, stupidity around training. <laughs> you just you just <laughs> put me in it, didn't you? <laughs> put yourself in that one. Oh, you, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about something else. <laughs> oh, I contain myself. Mine's more about stupid things in training, like riding, doing hill reps down Mount Pleasant Hill. Down, <laughs> down a hill? No, no, going, no, going up and down. <laughs> That's a good training session. <laughs> I'm going to have this downhill. We're not going to make the hour if we carry on like this. On the downhill. Oh, it was night time and I didn't use lights. Hmm. Now this <laughs> I can put some music on. Uh, you, this week's topic. You put me in the shit in your This week's topic. Now Oh, John, this is a biggie. Yeah, as I said, this, this email How do you is, say is this name? Emmanuel, Emmanuel Zimbaro. 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 No, Zimbrano, I think it is actually. Yeah. Anyway, sent it flipping ages ago and I back didn't in, answer. Back in November 16, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he still listens to the show? He probably goes, these guys are full of crap. He's been said he'll respond in the next couple of weeks. Yes. And then John, a year and a half later. Can't put time frames on things. No, John tells me <laughs> off. If I even respond to you and I say, oh, I'll do that next week. We won't. John always tells me if I get an email, I say, don't put a time frame on it. So, because he'll do it a year and a half later. Manny, Manny at, the, at the time of this email, said, I'm relatively new to triathlon, but now, now I'm a seasoned professional. He's got sub nine. <laughs> hey, it became, you made a plug on the website, mate. Oh, I was sharing the love. Look at that. If you're interested in coming on Epic Camp in Tacoma next year, you need to get off your butt because it's getting pretty close to being sold out. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Pretty happy. Look, I've never seen him look so happy. <laughs> eh? And you know why I'm even happy? I booked my tickets last night. Just, just, just Don't just, say just you're going on in New Zealand. I'm going on in New oh, Zealand. John! Forget this. Put I, me on Jester. I looked about a week ago, about 1600 bucks return. 
when I'm asked some deal on twelve hundred bucks, boom, buy. Yeah, that's a good deal. That's a good deal, John. Twelve hundred bucks. I'm gutted. You know why? Because I've just been upgraded to silver member, yeah. and if we'd had in New Zealand, I would have got closer to gold. Uh. Anyway, last sponsor, John. We're, we're flying through the show. Extreme endurance. Okay, let's. Got let, we've got thirty seconds. Go. Thirty seconds. Go. Yes, right. yes, what's it, what's your elevator pitch? Go. Um, pressure, Bevan. Pressure. Well, that's what you do in an elevator pitch. You go. Okay, try me. Ready? Go. Have we have we had anybody that's given us negative feedback about extreme endurance? No, but I'm going to do my elevator pitch. What's your what? Oh, you've not heard of an elevator Just pitch. Do it. Do it. Go elevator pitch is when you walk into an elevator and someone you want to impress with your business. Yeah. And how can you sell your business in thirty seconds? Do you want to have less sore legs? Yes. Do you want to go faster? Yes. Do you have a small willy? <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> what are you comparing it against? It's uh, <laughs> word stream endurance help. Yeah, I don't know. Tiny bottles by the company. But in all honesty, guys, we have we just constantly get positive feedback, whether it be through improved performance with how the Howtow 5K test, whether it be through guys, guys, can't speed. Me in particular, you had a bigger willy. There you go. Extreme <laughs> endurance. It's a Bevan Isles guarantee. <laughs> guarantee. Joe's in the background. Hey, baby, work the treat. There you go. Keep on going, going. Keep on going. Okay. So there we go. Okay, now I'll put some music on, John. Oh, I don't need to. It's a high five. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've done a high five. I know. Warm up, warm up. Lumber, lumber. No any injuries. <sighs> Doing my shaking like Elvis. <laughs> you like that? And go. One, two, three, four. High five. There we go. Go. We need to do video <sighs> podcasting. <clears throat> I was about to pull my neck, I think, on that one. Yeah. Spat away my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> James is a wise one, Patel. He always goes, there's great content. And when he sent through this one, he always gives a prediction if John will pick it to be on the show because mm. John decides what's going to be on the show. And, and I think he said 10 out of 10 on this one, and I agree because this is gold. So if you haven't been following the American elections, basically the vice president for the Republican Party is a guy called Paul Ryan. And Paul Ryan ran a marathon about 20 years ago, and he reported to people that he'd done – Around a sub three hour, yeah, you know, and he, and he thought that he might have done a two fifty five. You know, obviously he was a pretty good athlete in his time. Well, when the reporters went and did their work, and maybe went on athletics probably, yeah. and they went and checked out his time, and it actually turned out his time was four oh one. You don't forget things like that. <laughs> and so, and James actually sent through a funny website. It's called the Paul Ryan Marathon Calculator. This is brilliant because I, I am now the world's fastest marathon runner. So you can okay. basically put in your time. You I think it's like a 2.42, mine's best. Um, mine's 2.38 and my distance is marathon and I'm a male. And so 2.38 under the Paul Ryan Time Calculator for me means... Oh, I've uh, done a 2.03, mate. I mean, <laughs> no, my, my ma- Paul Ryan adjusted marathon time is oh. 1.54.33. Congratulations, you've set a new world record. Oh, that's gold. Mine's 157, so you're faster than me, but I did mine before yours, so I've got the world record as well for a few minutes. And I broke it. Yes. Nice. This is absolute gold. So that's um, paulryantimecalculator.com. I'll put a link to that on www.iamtalk.me. And so basically, then James thought to himself, well, why don't I do a high five on. If you're going to fudge it, yeah, how can you put up a bogus time? So you can go first, John. Number one, make sure it's plausible. Would people check a three hour 45 time? Maybe not. A 2.55 raised slightly more interest than I think Mr. Ryan wanted. Don't create too much interest in your result that people will check it. Probably not a good idea to do it when you're trying to be the you know the vice president of America. Yeah. Just just you know where just credibility saying. kind of is important. Don't overstretch your actual time. Sure, who hasn't had their best round about ten hours? Or yeah, I have to say, might have been closer to nine. So when people ask me my Ironman time, I say I'm a nine hour guy. Yeah. 905, you know, yeah. I never say sub eight, so yeah. I allow myself with that. I nearly qualified for Boston, etc. Knocking off a few minutes is an artful use of effect, but especially effective at psyching out the opposition or attracting extra attention at the tri club gathering. But an hour, it just looks like you're a douchebag. Uh, number three, so doubt creates slight doubt in your audience and the feeling that they could never verify the quote at uh, the time, quoting some Bonnie Town marathon or a Poo dunk half marathon is a great <laughs> idea. Small races are open to issues with distance and timing and probably don't have a historical results page. James, this may be your best work ever. It is. Uh, number four, create a diversion. Giving your results immediately uh, referenced, oh, wait a second, 
When giving your results, immediately reference some other number that is our amazing and changed topic. It means that your little lie will be registered by your audience as a fast time, but hard to remember in detail because their heads are buzzing with a bunch of different numbers. Nice. Nice. Uh, number five, this should be a no-brainer for any I Am Talk listener. Just do what John... Hey, James, it's J or H N, you monkey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you're in trouble. What, uh, listener, what do John and Bevan talk about every week? Check Athlinks. Make sure your Athlinks account is hidden or that the event <laughs> would not show up under a search of your name. What self respecting listener hasn't used that to check out the competition? And lastly, make sure you're not running to be a leader of the free world. The highest political office in the biggest country with thousands of free presses and loads of opposition reporters waiting to fact check everything you say and have ever done. Just saying. Nice. That is, James, that, that, you've done some great work for the show over the years, but that definitely has to go in your top three pieces. Right up there. John, any thoughts on that? Um, I, I have to say, James, you do seem to be very good on this topic. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned with your result times. <laughs> um yeah, no, lying never gets lying always comes back to bite you in the bum at some stage. Comes back to bite you in the bum, guys. But if you are gonna lie, use a few of James' tips. There exactly. we go. What, sorry? We're gonna do the the challenge because oh, Joe yeah, has to yeah. go. Yep, yep, okay. So how are we gonna do this? Well, I'm gonna I've got some fruit here. Why don't we bring out both our blenders in here now? You get your blender set up. It's gonna be pretty noisy. We're gonna have to be a bit careful. No, we won't, we, won't, we won't record when we're pushing it on, but we'll put yeah. all the ingredients in. Yeah. So you get your blender set up and I'll talk about you doing your blender. Do you want me to get the names or do you want me to do my blender? Oh well can't you do two things at once? You're a typical man you are. You're a typical man. I cannot multitask. Okay. Pause the show, let's get the blenders out. Okay, blenders are coming. Oh, mine's already ready. Mine doesn't take long. Here we go. Okay, team, so you may hear some background noises right now. John's in my kitchen. He's looking like the, the good woman that he is. And he's chopping up the... What are you, what are you chopping up now, mate? He's got the pears. He's chopping up pears. And he didn't get pineapple from a tin. He's actually got real pineapple. What are you thinking, Joe? Oh, I think this beautiful. It's going... Well, he's got celery, babe. It's going to taste like crap. So he's now chopping up... What are you chopping up now, mate? Pineapple. Pineapple. He's got... So you've got pineapple. Do you actually buy real pineapples, do you? Real pineapple. Real pineapple. <laughs> he's looking... Do you, take, do you keep the middle bit in there? No. Oh, good. That's good. No, he takes the middle bit out. No, his banana was weak, so we actually used one of my real bananas, which proved to be a good strategy after all. So he's got banana, he's got cucumber, he's got pineapple, celery, and a pear. Anything else? You do put water in there, do you? Did you I haven't got ice. Do you want me to put some frozen berries in there? Because the flavour's not that good. Okay, you know what? I'm going to be back in a second, guys. There was just a little bit of an update. Okay, so we'll, we'll bring it. We'll be back in a second. And what we'll do is we'll have the, um, we'll put the blenders on and you'll hear the background noise. Here we go. We're back in a second. Okay, so we're back in the, we're, we're kind of in the studio. So we've brought the blenders into it. We've taken a photo and Jombo's got his blender first. He's going to go first and I'm going to do a commentary on his. And then I'm going to go second and he's going to do a commentary on mine. Okay, John, you ready? He's turned the blender on. Starting to do something. John's not doing anything. What's happening? It's not blending. I need a shake. <laughs> He's gonna shake it up. It's not blending. It's not blending. with laughter so it did blend eventually but it did take a couple shakes just need a three shakes <laughs> three shakes you may laugh now wait till okay, we wait. see what happens now my yours. turn John's going to commentate on mine wait a second okay oh. so, so wait oh what's he doing what's he oh, doing now no no you got, I'm going to do mine okay. Jeepers, creepers okay wait a second so here we go I'm going to do mine John's going to commentate it's just a nice gentle gentle green colour there's quite a bit of fruit in there not enough water there's no blending going on with Bevan's either there's no blending <laughs> There's no blending, he's shaking. It's just not happening. Oh, no, he is getting a little bit of movement now. Yeah, he's movement. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Oh, it's done a lot better than I thought it was going to do. I'm interested to see. Yeah, a little bit longer. A little bit longer. He's, got, he's actually got, it's performed better. Let's see what the consistency's like when it comes out. Oh, he's given a little extra pulse. A little extra pulse. I'll get a couple glasses. Okay, here we go. 
Okay. We're coming, team. We're coming. Okay. Okay. This is great podcasting. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. I have to say, that was the highlight of my day. <laughs> that was the highlight. Okay. So Bevins did perform better than okay. I expected. It did perform better than expected. I don't. Wait, so you're gonna pour in mine now? I think I've wasted five hundred dollars. <laughs> Do you want to try mine? We'll just you try mine. Okay, we're going to share the same cup. Okay, that's all right. I haven't got any bogeys. Okay. It's not bad. Not bad. You not taste bad. the celery pretty strong in there. Yeah, you can taste celery. I have to admit, there are little celery bits in there. <laughs> What's that there? What's that there? It's pineapple or celery? The pineapple. Okay. We're just going to taste this. I know this is yeah. amazing podcasting. Yeah. One second. Okay, here's my here's my honest okay. conclusion. Yeah, yours probably breaks it down a little bit better. It does, but I don't know if it's five hundred. No, I, I would tend to agree with that. <laughs> I, need, because I need some harsher ingredients for you. They did do well with the celery. I was I thought the celery was going to be the crunch. Sixty nine dollars, John. Sixty nine dollars. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, I'm still happy with my smoothie. I, I I think I think if we're going to be honest, I think you lost the blender challenge. Uh, I think I produced a better smoothie. I think slightly better, but not not hugely better. Not hugely definitely better. mine's got strains in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mine says little strains. Yours is more consistent. Mm. If we throw a bit of ice, a bit of frozen stuff in there, yours might struggle a bit more, but it did perform pretty well. Yeah, pretty happy with that, John. Good. I have to say, the fact that it took you three times to get yours going was a highlight. You were shaking yours like crazy. Oh, admittedly, I was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that, was, that was gold, but there, you go, so there we go. So for those who are looking at buying a new blender, what would be your advice, John? Go down the $69 <laughs> route first, see what you like of the consistency. But mine does pretty good. If, if that's the thing. If you're not going for really harsh um, frozen stuff, they did perform a bit better than I thought it would. We're both pretty happy, John. Yeah. We're both pretty happy. And we've now got good smoothies to, to finish off. It's actually day. not that bad. The celery's not that bad. Yeah, the celery's pretty harsh, so. Mm. <laughs> no, do that a bit louder, a bit closer to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Last week, John did the crunch. This week, I do this. Sorry. Right, team, welcome along to episode 371 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Good, Bevan. And you? Well, John, I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? The Royal Baby? The Royal... <laughs> 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 I woke up this morning. What's, what, we woke up at five. You mean you didn't know about this last night? Well, no, we knew. Yeah. We knew, John. Yeah. I, I actually haven't had much sleep. I've been well, up all night checking the internet. Belinda got a text from um, from Will and just said, right, it's, it's happening. It's yeah, happening. From Will, did she? Yeah. Are they tight, are they? Yep. Did you, get, did you have to buy a baby present? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Joe goes to me, has the baby been born? It's the first thing she said this morning. <laughs> no, I listened to the six o'clock news when I pulled into your place. No baby yet. Oh, if you're listening to podcasting and the baby's happened and you know what it is. Do you, okay, John, prediction, boy or girl? Uh, boy called it'll James. Be, it'll be traditional, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. They won't have like it'll a, a, a girl, phoenix. A girl called Beatrice or something like that. Beatrice? Mm. Mm. So we're all, we're all baby guys. We're pretty excited. We, we'll probably stop the show. When the baby is born, do you think okay. the baby will be born in the next two hours? Uh, no. Well, maybe, but, 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 but the announcement for like ten the, hours. The announcement might not be made for the next two hours. Oh. The chicken at the end of the show. John, it's exciting times to tell you. I think the first thing you got to do is then you got to figure out um, what is your best marathon because you may not be doing um, lots of marathon running, and so trying to figure out what that sort of magical best case scenario is for your marathon, and this is where I think the Jack Daniels formula comes in. Yes, he's really scientific about it, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and that's crunching a huge amount of data, and so what you can do there is if you've got a, a good 10k time or a good half marathon time, you can go into the Jack Daniels um, formula, you find it on the internet, and you can we'll put it link, to, a link to it here, so I'll put it on www.imtalk.me. And you can put it in there, and you can say, say, for, say you run a 120 for a half marathon, Marathon, it'll say right um, for you. Best case scenario for a marathon is probably whatever 245, yep. 250, whatever. Yep. Um, so that gives you the baseline saying, Look, that's what I can do for a fresh marathon because you may not go out and do one, and then sort of work it, work it out from there. So, if for example, your best case scenario for a marathon is three hours, then yep. ballpark you're going to be 330 if you have a great run. There's so many other factors go into it fueling yeah, yourself yeah. well on the bike, pacing yourself correctly on the bike. But what I think that will do for you is it'll give you a realistic best case scenario run. And this is where a new patent I'm going to put out, tra- trademark, John's Factor 3 plan. Whoa, back it up. Here we go. Have you got the website? 
No, but I should get do. the domain today. Do, do, well, I won't put the show out until you've got the domain. Okay. Yep. So John's, John's Factor, Factor Three plan. plan, and this basically um, is what I advise most athletes that I coach in terms of whether it's a marathon, whether it's a half marathon, whether it's an Ironman marathon, whether it's any sort of running race, is dividing the race into the, into into thirds. So Bev, I'm boring Bevan's off. He's putting Ooh. in a big yawn here. So basically, first third of the run. You set yourself a speed limit, um, and so you figure out. Okay, but let's go. Okay, so let's say okay, three hours, and worst case, so, well, if you're basing it at the higher end, it's three forty. Do you do you, you know? So you're saying it could be anywhere around thirty minutes to, from three twenty to three forty. Do you kind of that first part? Do you set it at three and a half? Do you set yep. it at three forty, or do you set it at three twenty? Three thirty. Um, so basically, you go right, uh, and this is again ballpark figures, but I'd say three thirty. And you go, right, work out my K pace or mile pace for 3.30. For the first third of the run, Don't you just don't go quicker than that. Okay. No matter how good you feel, you just don't go quicker so than it's, that. So it's, it's a controlled mechanism. Yeah. It's not a target, it's a limit. So you don't yeah. go across it. If you feel like going a bit slower and you feel that that's right, then, then fine. But you just don't go across it. In the middle third of the run, um, then you can, if you're feeling sensational, then you pick it up a bit. And then you bring it home with whatever you've got in the last third. So when you say middle third, what does pick it up a bit mean? Well, then you sort of go on feeling. Because the reason why I set it this way is um, so many of all of us, and, and this may be Feel another great. point. No, all of us are pretty inexperienced at Ironman racing. Yep. You and I, we've done quite a few, but six, seven, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's why I think it's sometimes dangerous to take advice from some of the top pros. You know, someone like Marinda Carfrey, she's done what? Two or three Ironmans, yeah. um, and I'm not using her, just using her example. Andy Potts, someone like that, probably only done four or five. Only the people like Macca have done lots of Ironmans. Yeah. Crowe's done, say, four. So taking advice from some of the top pros um, is not necessarily a good thing. Taking advice from people who've done. But hey, take advice from John's. Take advice from three plan. The three plan. <laughs> but the reason why I do it this way is um, you don't want to leave yourself too much work to do, say, in the last 10k. Um, so the reason so if you control that first third you're not going to be blowing up you're not going to go and kill yourself so you have left so yourself I'm enough of the race that if you have gone a bit easier maybe you've estimated a little bit low you've left yourself plenty of time where you can still pick up enough time so when we're that. saying picking up in that middle third is it like a 5% increase or is it just well, purely how you're feeling more how you feel but you don't want to go crazy on it so say for example your pace is going to be 5 minute k's yep. um, if you go through the first third and you just you're just thinking this is a joke this is pathetically yep. easy then you might drop to say 450s or something yeah. and then the la- if, you, if you've got more energy in the last third then maybe you drop a bit further okay. um, but really I think the key thing is is to control that first third no quicker than best case scenario which will often feel pretty damn easy okay um, so I suppose one question I have is I've got lots of questions for you on this because okay. I want to make sure you're painting it right yes <laughs> is um, what about people who are doing 14 hours you know, because you're saying half an hour, okay, well, it's all good if I'm a three-hour runner. Mm. But let's be honest, most people listening to the show are going to be more around, you know, 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. So, and they may be taking more four to five hours for the run. Is it always going to be that still add half an hour to your marathon time, or the slower you are, do you more add more? I think, no, I think basically that half hour should be about right across the majority of the field. If you are getting out to that sort of six hours in the marathon, the John Factor 3 plan has not been tested extensively oh, on that. Yeah, can we get some test bunnies, please? But I would say anywhere from, say, three to, say, four and a half hours, yep. I think it should work pretty well. Are you writing a book? No, I'm not. You should I, be. I could do, yeah. yes. So, yeah, 30 minutes plus or minus 10. If you were, so it can, could go out to 40. If you're getting, um, if you're with inside 20 minutes of your marathon time, you haven't calculated correctly because you shouldn't be that close. Um, if you're more than 40, then something I think has gone askew and you've either haven't paced it correctly, you haven't got your nutrition right. So it really just gives you, the key thing is it means the first third of the run, you're probably not going to go too quick. Okay. And then you can go for gold. Yep. That is the fact of three plans. And at the end of the day, the last two is always going to be tough, no matter what. Totally. Then, you know, it's more about the mental game than what you can physically do at that time. Okay, then. Uh, Sponsor. Extreme Endurance backs one man that's a new world record holder. Did you read the report? Um, that's a no. I did. <laughs> I saw some highlights. How tell. What I loved about his report, so okay, just, just a quick one. What he's done is he's broken the 100k indoor roll world record lightweight lightweight so what's lightweight um i don't know what weight it is i would be guessing possibly under 70 kgs that's what i possibly could be guessing. 60 70 was there you go 
I was probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. I have a, oh, it's a 70, well, no, um, no, it could have been. Ballpark 70 ballpark. kgs. Yeah, ballpark 70. Because <laughs> I've submitted him four and he's similar to suicide. Oh, we'll stop back. We had a technical problem there. But one thing that was really fascinating, so we went for around six hours doing it. Um, doing six the, and a half? Six and a half hours. So, um, But he was saying in his report he got sick. Like in the last five minutes, he got a bit of a crowd of people around him cheering on and he hated it. Mm. <laughs> he was like, just leave me alone. I know I'm going to get there. Like I don't need the encouragement. And I just found that quite funny. Mm. Um, so yeah, his, his new record I think is six hours thirty three minutes and ten seconds, and I think his previous record I did read bits of it was six Someone hours thirty six. Record didn't they? I uh, think that's I think what so. motivated him to do it again. Yeah, and they ex- and they had their power of extreme endurance on board now, so of course he was always going to break it. So he broke it by about three minutes. And did, did I read correctly that he found this experience a lot more enjoyable when he did it the first time? The first time was like yeah, first time we got to halfway he was cruising misery, and then, and then just suddenly at the halfway point it just was mega painful city right you know like it was like every pull of that rowing thing was just absolutely death Mm. but he just this time I don't know if it was a pleasant experience is probably the best way to put it but um, it's interesting like in this report here he's got um, I've completed um, ultra adventure racing in New Zealand I've done one numerous British and international fitness titles completed 15 Ironman plus a double Uh, this seems to be much harder than completing a double marathon and so on it's only six hours but it's just the intensity is so much harder so Mm. mm. you think about it's whole body isn't it running's a tough sport yeah Mm. for six hours Mm. So uh, the reason why we brought that up is how, as an extreme endurance athlete, we heard earlier in the year about his 5K exploits, how he did sort of three in a row and then did a fourth one, I think, and was on the extreme endurance for the fourth one and saw a significant improvement. So if you want to be like Hal Tao and get yourself uh, breaking some records, we've got a lot of people in Christchurch that are now on extreme endurance. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, go to xendurance.com. I think a lot of listeners are now on extreme endurance. Yeah. Go to yeah. use the code you get a discount, and if you get the automated delivery, use the code ADI. Talk. It's one of those products that the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? And, exactly. and you know, everyone seems to love it. So check it out. Extreme endurance, and you too can be like a tell legend. Mm. Island. Now, John, I've added something to the show notes that you haven't seen. I deliberately didn't send this to you. Right. John, what I am thinking that you and I, when I get back from the States, this can be a September project. Yeah. You and I, I'm going to download a YouTube clip of an ITU race, mm. and you and I are going to do a commentary. Sweet. Not the whole 40 minutes. We'll maybe yeah. just do the four-minute wrap-up, yeah. and you and I will do one. Now, this here was gold. This was sent through from Jason Juzaski, whatever you say. Juzak. Juzak, yep. And um, he basically said, I want to add to your comments on this week's show about commentators engaging the audience and getting them excited about what is being viewed. Below is a YouTube clip of a downhill mountain bike time trial championship. Now, I'm going to play this, and it goes for about three minutes, but... Come around here so you can see okay. it. Bring you just come. I'll turn my computer around a little bit, and I'll put the mic so you guys can hear it. This is how you comment. <laughs> this is how you make racing commentary exciting. So this is this is Danny Hart's 2011 World Championship winning downhill mountain bike ride at Champery. So it's just loading now. Chambéry, probably. Chambéry. If it's in France. Okay, there you go. I don't know how the French work. Chambéry. Chambéry. We're gonna get oh. we're gonna get an ad here no, as wait, well. Where's we? the advertising? Well, well, we can skip it in five seconds. Come on, Ed. Come on, YouTube. Who are they advertising? The bad YouTube ad. You've got to try to catch them in the first five yeah. seconds. That's that Bruce Willis, wasn't it? Oh, I see. Too late. Yeah. Okay, so listen to this, guys. This is the guy I think might win it this afternoon. Here he is. Danny Hart from the UK. Danny has been showboating all week in practice and looking absolutely pinned. Let's see what the absolute legend himself can do this afternoon. Look at the speed of him, bro. He does a... He does a pull up on that corner. I'm going to get too excited. Come on, Danny Hart. Second in time, training some five seconds back. Look, he's done it. through that section. He's got off it. He's the only guy we've seen go off that vertical long drop. I would not do that in the West. <laughs> and I had my money on Danny. Yes! Danny Hart is 4.6 seconds off. That is insane. Can he hold it together? He's young, but he has an experienced head on his shoulders, and no matter how loose he gets, he never seems to go down much. Dude, this is the most talented rider on the mountain here today. He, he's going to go for it this afternoon. Let's see what he does on this bottom half of the track. But Danny Hart is on the run of his lifetime. Look at the speed he's going from. He's been getting better and better all season. And Hart can Oh, God! Danny, stay on your bike! Dude, cut that turn there. He's still finding time to make friends and creative lines. Danny Hart is on fire. 
on, Danny Art, you can hold on to it. Do you know what? I just want to sit back and watch. This is just unbelievable riding from the youngster from the UK riding for Team Giant. He's dead! Nine seconds on Rod! Danny Hart is on the run of his life here! Ten seconds up! He's dead! Ten seconds? This is a crushing. for an hour or two hours Bevan can you keep it up for two hours I, I probably could <laughs> me, but. this is why we've got to go to short sharp racing because to be honest like if you didn't know much about sport and there was boring commentators it's just a guy riding downhill mm. you know what I mean and, it was a pretty but, cool course though yeah and it was pretty cool and downhill mountain biking is pretty exciting to watch but you know those commentators in the middle of they obviously knew the guy and it was their own kind of local guy mm. um, and they're into it which mm. you know but it's just so much more appealing and I think that you and I should actually download a clip yep. do a five minute clip and because the thing is it's almost like when you watch the WTC bloody commentary, commentating WTI to you ITU sorry ITU yeah. is, is, no because WTC used the voiceover yeah, yeah, you know and yeah. the, the ITU guys Sure, they just sound a bit bored, you know. Mm. And I think you and I could do a much better job. So maybe you and I will put the challenge on. Yeah. When I get back, there'll be our September project. We'll download one of those. I'll just do a YouTube copy, and then we'll do an audio file, and then we'll put it back up on YouTube, and then we might get a new job. Love your work. One, two, three, four. Ha ha! Still managed it. Sick as a dog, John. But I'm here for the people. Yeah, you're picking up. You're picking your game up. I am actually. You, you've brought the best of me, John. It's the vibes. You bring the best out of me, John. James the wise one, Botel. Scott, this time of year, post-Kona, when all the talking is done, the races have been raced, and we all know who won, and it's time to reflect and maybe uh, take stock of where you are. So perhaps a little fun with some terminology at this time of year may be used as a high five. So he's going, terminology post-Kona. Right. You go first, John. The doldrums. The period of time between Kona and the next exciting Ironman race, i.e. the Asia-Pacific Champs. Or maybe the Auckland 70.3. That's the next most exciting race coming up. Uh, if it's too, it's too late for late season race and too far too early to for an early season race. In other words, I am talk listeners. This is when Bevan and John need your contributions the most because news is five minutes long and that leaves an hour fifteen to fill the gaps with high fives. And <laughs> we do that well. Post Kona depression. So got any age of the weeks or good websites? Just find through. To be honest, the wise one's the only one who's done a high five in a while. We used to get a lot of high fives. Give us some high fives, people. Mm-hmm. Funny ones are good. Mm-hmm. Harder to the show. Good, good. Post Kona depression. The feeling that all but about the top three age groupers in each age group have during the doldrums, realizing that you don't didn't measure up to your own highly impossible standards, and likely bear no re- relation to your own performance and training. So that's good. Nice. And uh, the wise one's going all French on us here. He's gone odor. What does that mean? Not 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 odor. He's gone odor. Gone French on us. The faint but growing smell arising from your transition bag because either one, you killed your training partner and stashed the body. Two, a large family of rodents did what rodents do in your bag. Or three. And always the case, the moment you realise that the smell is in the wet clothes festering like triathlon landfill after your last race. Note, Kona depression usually results in more severe affections of odour. You have to admit, have you heard that? I had it last night. (laughs) I realised, oh, I've still got my transition bag over there and my wet towel's still inside. You're just sneezing. Sorry. That was a pretty snotty sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) They love that, John. Yeah. Right, okay, number four. Oh, so did it stink? 
it had a little odor to it. Had a little odor to it. Odor. Uh, hydration. For goodness sake, at this time of year, this is a priority. Consume copious amounts of large quantities of, quantities of alcohol, either in celebration or to kill brain cells carrying memories of this year's performance. Hydration helps post Kona depression. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, no partner, use porn. <laughs> without a training partner, resu- <laughs> who's snorting away now? Okay, you can't make me laugh today, I'm uh, sick. Without a training partner, resort to try porn. Oh, oh good. You good. can plan bike upgrades or just fill in the doldrums to help you with your post-Kona depression. Note, you are substituting a dependency for training with a dependency for porn. Interbike, something like that would probably do you quite yep, well. Go definitely. for the interbike um, pictures or the Eurobike pictures. Fitness amnesia. The affliction that sweeps across the triathlon community during the doldrums, measured by the growing gap between what you achieved during peak load training and how it felt, compared to how you actually performed and how much it hurt. This disease is incurable for about six to nine months. Jombo, do you got need to add to that? No, I have not. No. I think he, the wise one's done an exceptional job. Nice, for nice. A change. Oh, I'll give him some love here. I think you did a great job. There you go. I think you're a legend, wise one. Next year, can't oh, can I just, can I just do one quick one? Yep. Murray, Murray, Murray. Lapworth. The Holy Hammer did some research for us. He busted me tra- running a red light the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were riding together. <laughs> Over on the far side of Littleton Harbour where there is no traffic whatsoever. Oh, really? Really? It's six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, really? Oh, it's okay then, is it? It's fine. Got, you've got all these rules. You're allowed to run. So, wait, did you, were you riding with him? Yes. And then he said, wait a second, you said, you said yeah. I never do red light. Yeah, I said, there's plenty of green in that red. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice when you drove down my driveway? Did the driveway's tidier? Yes, I did. Did actually. you notice that? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did that on the weekend. Nice, good for you. I'm starting to like gardening, John. Come on, let's wrap it up. We've got, we've got seven we've got minutes. Seven minutes. Come on, I've got to go for a wee first. How long does it take you to wee? Two I've got hours. time to try me up. Let's do it. Let's time to try your wee. Ready? <laughs> no. I don't, no, come on. Come on, let's do this. Joe's gonna, Joe is going to be the one cleaning it up. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> you can sit down. <laughs> So you choose. <laughs> Sit down, time troll. <laughs> I reckon you can do it in a minute and a half. Do you reckon you can do it in a minute and a half? Okay, then here <laughs> we go. Get your, get your iPhone out. Wait a second. Babe, here comes in John's seat. I will sit down. So wait a second. John's going to sit brown. down. <laughs> wait a second. Babe, you come over here, babe. He'd, he'd, John, your phones are still this. on. Okay, babe. Okay, ready? Ready? Oh, you got the head, you got to start headphones on? Yeah. Okay, and when's completion? Headphones back on? Headphones back on. Okay, ready? On your marks. Get set. Go! Okay, babe, he's, he's going. He's going. He's taking around the corner. How you going, babe? Good thing. This is my lovely partner, Joe. How you going, babe? Very well, thank well, you. So, Joe, what, you, you he went to... sprinted out of there pretty yeah, quickly, yeah, didn't he? He's already taken 10 seconds. What have you been doing this morning, babe? I've been working, actually. Well, Joe, Joe works on the business. She's the person who makes everything work, really, yeah. aren't you? No, it's all good. Beautiful day. It's really warm out there. You went to the gym? It was like 22 degrees at 7 o'clock in the morning. See, she sounds lovely, doesn't she? That's why I love her, because she's looking at you, she just sounds lovely. And uh, what did you do at the gym? I went to pump. Did you kill it? It was good class. It was pretty hot. See, we got good. Cam today. He did. Yep. Cam, this guy at the yep. gym, he's got gorilla legs, isn't he? Yep, he has. Yep. He is like a gorilla. Yep. And that, was, that was Cam. And uh, what are you doing today, babe? Uh, work. Oh, do we oh. end your... Wait, we've got to listen Hang for on. the flush. We do. Hang on. Okay, so wait, it's not flush. too far away. He's going, wait, so he's, he's currently taking 45 seconds. His seat's really warm. It, it is pretty warm, although my seat's pretty warm. You get sweaty mm. butt when you're sitting in these chairs. It's a hot day. Mm, it's a hot day. What's it going to get to? 28. Joe's starting to like the cricket too, aren't you, babe? I am. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Is it the flush? Oh. Okay, you're going to have, yep. to, you're going to have to move, babe. Love yep. to talk yep. to you. Yep. Yep. One minute, one minute, four. Come on, John, get on there. One ten. One ten and stop. One minute and six there seconds. No. No spillage. No spillage? Did you just sit? Yeah, sad. Oh, Newson, you're a legend. Got my earphones on the wrong yeah. way. Disqualified. No, no, I'll give it to you. It was just, it wasn't about having them the correct way around. I did have them the right way around. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So, official time? 106.37. If I could do 100 metres in that time in the pool, I'd be happy. Well, I think you can. Um, Sponsor. Athlinks.com. Right, we've got a mission for everybody this week, Bevan. Okay, here we go. Everybody this week has got to go on Athlinks. Yes, you should all be registered on there, and we want to you to invite a friend on Athlinks. So oh. what you do is basically just go on to members, type in their name. If they're not on there, um, 
if they've done some events, probably a bunch of um, events with their name in will pop up, and then you can just, on the right-hand side, there's just a little thing, um, send them a, a message or something on the right-hand side, and then give them a bit of encouragement to sign up, lay down a bit of smack talk, and see if we can get a few more members on there. Nice. So it's, it's sharing Simple. the Athlings Love Resort what you're doing, isn't it? It is. So they can all keep their results in one place, and, you know and you then you can have John? some more right rivals and more friends on there. You want to share it with the friends who you know you're going to dominate. Exactly. You know, just give them a little bit of, oh, you should go there, it's really great. And then when they've all signed up and you go, oh, look at our rival sheet. There you go. Whereas the mate who beat you all the time, keep them off Athletics. Exactly. Yeah. So get on there, see if your friends are on there. If they're not, log in, on. click on members tab, put their name in. That's one thing that you've you got to remember about Athletics. When you, when you put it, if you're looking for a result um, of an event or you're looking for a search for a member, there's a little tab along the top so if you're looking for a result say you did the New York Marathon you type in New York Marathon and you've got to make sure you've clicked the um, events one and then click go and then it'll search for those things okay good times athlinks.com so sponsors are athlinks.com um, tell a friend coffees of Hawaii um, what, was the, what was the name of the bean um, uh, the, the Malulani Estate nice it's got a hint of chocolate there. hint of chocolate and extreme endurance hotel legend John, just, uh, we don't really have questions and answers, but I did get something to review for you from Jason. And we gave Jason a nickname last week. I haven't got his last name in front of me, but um, no, I don't have his last name in front of me, unfortunately. But Jason, he actually, when he did a donation, he said, can you, can you give me this nickname? And the reason he did was a while ago, we were talking about on the show about him and his wife, and I can't remember what it was, but I said he should give her a dirty pash. Mm-hmm. And he loves the dirty pash, and he wants to be, that to be his nickname. So, um, And you gave him Professor... Mega? I don't know, I'm just opening up. Thank you. Yeah, I was obviously one you probably just got from a generator. <laughs> so basically, maybe I'll try find it because I think I've already got it open. So let me have a look here. So from last week's nicknames, um, Jason, 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 Jason. No, no. Jason, yeah, McFowl. And uh, you go, but we're going to call it the, the dirty Professor page. Mega, not Mega. Mega. Oh, <laughs> again, he, he's misspelled it then because <laughs> he doesn't know what Mega. Mega He's got to even know what Mega means. <laughs> <laughs> Mega. That's a cool name, Professor Mega. <laughs> I don't even know what Mega means. It's a cool <laughs> Maybe it's our accent. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he thinks that. <laughs> Mega, it's like massive, yeah, big, no, no, strong, no. Me- get, Megatron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he obviously heard it wrong because he spelled it M-I-G-A and he's got, he goes, John, they mean Professor Mega. I don't even know what Mega means. Man, these, these nicknames are getting progressively worse. I was struggling yesterday going, man, these are weak. <laughs> so anyway, he's, we're not calling Professor <laughs> Mega. We're calling him the Dirty Pesh. Okay. Because I think his wife likes a bit of a Dirty Pesh. That's all I'm going to say. DP. <laughs> bit of a DP. <laughs> DP. That's that's <laughs> you, you can't even nickname Dirty Pash. Just go DP. People go. You you know what DP <laughs> I'm gonna have to think that one through. I can't go there. Let's just say something. No, I can't do it. Oh, okay. DP. 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 Oh, there's only one I was laughing. Let's just think. <laughs> Joe, we need a we need a we need babe, a moderate we need a moderator you know here. DP represents, babe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. You're on your own, Bevan. I'm sure lots of other people understand where I'm with this one. Maybe maybe I'm confused. Anyway, uh, DP or I think Dirty Pesh is probably a better one. Okay. okay. Um, we need to we put a pause on. We're back in a second. <clears throat> okay, we're back and. Uh, and we did an interview in, in this in that gap, but John also did a search on Urban Dictionary for DP. Just put DP, and uh, I, just, I just Google searched it, and he's digital photographer <laughs> digital or photographer. digital performer. But the first thing that does come up is the meaning that Bevan was meaning. So if you want to find out what DP is, just type DP into Google, and uh, you'll find and it. And I think it's probably not a good nickname after all. DP, no, digital performer. <laughs> digital performer. We should open a restaurant. We should. BJ's. BJ's. Uh, outside of that, Bevan. <laughs> we can't never <laughs> I'm coming in for extras. <laughs> Can I have the Happy Meal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
uh, cranking our nice long run in Jasper. Got a run with little bells. We're going to have little bells we have to Why? attach to us to, to make sure the bears can hear us coming. Real issue. But, but sh- surely if the bears hear you coming, they go, oh, there's lunch. Well, yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's how they get rid of the tourists. You know, if you're running along, you're not chatting. If there's only, you know, I think you're supposed to be in groups of four, but, you know, you can be pretty quiet when you're on trails. And if a bear doesn't sort of, isn't too onto it. So, what, so, you, so you the have, bells scare these, the bear? These little bells. No, it's more to make awareness so there's a little bit of noise coming so they don't get, um, don't get a fright or anything like that. So. I'm a little concerned about some of yeah, the wildlife I over there. Admit, I would be slightly concerned about that. People go walking there all the time, but we will be running in groups and we will have uh, beer bells. Well, okay, well, okay, okay, okay. You're running along. Tink, 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 tink. A beer comes in front of you. What do you do? Make yourself big. Really? See, my Mexican wave practice okay. comes off. Mexican wave. Really? You make yourself big? Mm. Do you have to keep still? I'm actually going to make sure I do some more research on my beer. Beer techniques before I get over there. I do think it's probably worth doing a bit of research on yeah, beer yeah, techniques. Yeah, no, it is. Um, that's, that's on my to-do list uh, this week. Well, before today. So Don't no, die by a beer. I'm not going, I'm you not going to. telling me I'm going to get cancer and die because I eat funny foods. Mm. If you die by a beer, oh, I'll be gutted. I know. What am I'll I, be gutted. How, how can I keep the show going? Yeah. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be gutted as well. Yeah. <laughs> May literally be gutted. You reckon you can outrun a beer? No, apparently I think they're really fast. Okay, how fast does a beer go? Let's go. Yeah. How fast does a... So, yeah, so we're going to keep epiccamp.com updated on a daily basis. We'll also have uh, Fegan is going to be blogging on the camp um, from what an email said. We've also got another guy, Gary, um, Gareth Scobie, I think, is going to be blogging. So we'll be trying to get athletes to be contributing. Melina will be blogging as well. Um, so as I said, I'll be getting all my files up there as regularly as I can. But some of these places... Doesn't look like the internet connection's too strong, but uh, I'll be doing my darndest to get it up there, Bevan. How fast can they run? John, you're screwed. Make yourself yeah. big. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 60Ks an hour. Yeah. Up to 60Ks an hour. And uh, beers can run more than 60 kilometres an hour, they, and they can do it uphills, downhills, or along a slope. To put that in perspective, that's 15 metres per second, or 50 feet per second, more than twice as fast as we can run. In fact, the beer can outrun a racehorse over a short distance, but has little endurance. So you're lucky you're an endurance athlete, but you've got, you've got 10 seconds to get away, basically. I know. What, what are you looking at now? Uh, I'm looking at, uh, what is it, Wiki, wikihow.com, how to escape from a beer. Okay, here we go. How to avoid, avoid close encounters. Okay, well, that's first of all, so carrying yeah. bells helps. Yeah, and then keep your distance. You're hardly going to walk up to a beer. This website's crap. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And it's got a picture there of making yourself look big. Stand tall even if the beer charges you. If the beer sees really, you. Really, really. Wow. If the beer that moment. sees you and is closer than 300 feet or the beer is a, approaching you, remain calm and try to look as large as possible. Remain calm. <laughs> Stand your ground and do not try, try not to look frightened. Okay. Do you make noise? Try to back away slowly. Do not run and speak softly. If the bear continues to approach you, back away, stop, and stand your ground. Speak more loudly in a deep, calm voice, and wave your arms to make yourself look bigger. I'm getting Keep nervous an eye thinking on the about beer, this, John. But avoid eye contact. This can be interpreted as a challenge by the bear. Do not be aggressive. Do, yeah, do not be aggressive. Do not crouch down, play dead, or otherwise show fear or vulnerability. Okay, show me your bear voice. <laughs> no, that's aggressive. You did. Oh, yeah, You're gone. Damn it. <laughs> we'll just use that. Straight Damn stuff. If the beer charges you, muster all your courage and stay where you are. The charge is most likely a bluff. Man, that is that is a hard bluff to pull. Tell you what, and if you stand you your have ground, just pooed your pants big time. If you stand your ground, the beer will turn away. God, that I, takes some I'd courage. love to see a video of that. Yeah. Oh, man. Know your beer. It's got the different beers, the polar <laughs> beers, the brown beer, the black beer. John, earlier on the show, I asked what's the, what's the longest ever swim? Mm-hmm. Longest ever distance for a swim without flippers in open sea is 225 kilometres. Is what, sorry? 225 kilometres. Long way. Uh, from the Atlantic, uh, no. It took him 50 hours. And it was done by GPS. Nice. Respond appropriately based on the situation. If a grizzly or polar bear makes a non predatory attack, play dead. Oh, they told me to stand still. Stand, stand. <sighs> and you growled. You're gone, wake. You're way gone. Yeah. The only thing you might have in your favour is you're a lean machine. Climb a tree. Consider, Wait, a climb a tree with a beer? Consider last minute escape techniques. Climb a tree under the, only the right circumstances. And wouldn't a beer climb a tree? Black bears are adapt climbers, so climbing a tree will do no good with one of them. 
Grizzlies too can climb a tree. Oh, what is this? Wiki how? So your thought process is stay relaxed. Clear other guy on this website. It's got lots of ads. Learn hypnotherapy. <laughs> Come over here, there. <laughs> Grab your watch. Yeah. Damn okay. GPS. <laughs> here we go. Well, there you go. There's John's. If John doesn't make it back because he's been eaten by a bear, it's been nice knowing you. Thanks. Been so. a great show. Yeah. I'll continue on. I'll get. I'll get someone else to join me. Yeah. Today we've got six-time Hawaii Ironman champion Dave Scott on the show. Welcome along, Dave. Thank you much, man. And um, so, so tell us about that Iron War. <laughs> how, many t- how many times this week have you had to tell the Iron War story? God, Bevan thinks that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, if we can, we can keep him quiet, I'll, I'll put in a word or two. We could pick a different event. I actually got second in that event. Do you get sick of the shit, the same questions all the time? Yes, well, quite a few. When people aren't... Uh, Terribly bright, they're fairly short-sighted in their questions, but I'll start yeah. with this one. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're sticking to this. <laughs> Righto, team, welcome along to episode 509 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm pretty good, and you? i got a request. Yes. Peter Colson? Yeah. Send us an email. I said, Bev, there's a song I want you to play. And it goes a little bit like this. <sighs> yeah, I think it's apt. <laughs> All you idiots who voted for the old flag, why don't you just go and check in and see if you can get a British passport? Because that's what we've done in New Zealand. How great she's queen. Uh, he's a bloody a... Australian. He can't talk. Your flag's exactly the same as ours. That's hey, a problem. He, he, he did say, you, you, who had the first? Is it Australia or New Zealand? Who or cares? We get the same they, both, same they both suck. <laughs> <laughs> I probably haven't started the show with a good note. Oh, uh, I think people are expecting me to get fired how's up. How's your fists? Fists are going to be... Get starting to wear thin, my knuckles. That those those scars will heal. Did did uh, but it was pretty close. It was yeah. close enough. So if you don't know what we're talking about, it's a flag. Oh, how did they flag. not know what we're talking about if you listen to this show? Yeah, <laughs> ended up being what was it, forty six percent to yeah, fifty four or something, something like something like that. So it was pretty close, but I think I kind of expected to be closeish, and there's still a reasonable gap, ten yeah. percent or so. I think people will regret it further down the track. It's a pretty sad day when you vote for a flag that basically represents England and we're quite a progressive country. And I want to sit here and be able to criticise Americans and going, what are you idiots doing <laughs> with Donald Trump? With Donald Trump. And Some you of listeners like, may love him. People like George, you had George Bush. I'm like, how can a country, a westernised modern country, vote people like that in? But now I can't do it because we're idiots as well. <laughs> uh, we, we haven't even done the intro of the show, but what the first piece of our news this week is... An embarrassing day to be a Kiwi. It is. <laughs> it's a shocker. I'm playing piano. So I was a bit of a man last weekend, John. Bit of a man, were you? Because I'm not much of a man's man. Mm. I know it. I'm, mm. maybe, I'm a yeah. pretty boy. Yeah. I live in yeah. a aerobics world. Yeah. I can't deny it. And uh, John, uh, my mate rings me and he goes, do you want to come around to my house and give me a hand while I'm doing my house? Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sixth on my list, so it's just <laughs> last call, buddy. Last call. But I'm not much of a mate's mate like that. Like I don't do that, not because I don't want to, but I'm just always away and I always yeah. feel bad because my mates will do this kind of men's working men thing and, yeah. and I wanted to do it, but I'm just never here. Yeah. And so it gives me a text, I'm at the gym doing some pump and some more weights because yeah. look how massive yeah, I'm yeah, getting. Huge, huge, massive. Yeah. 24-inch yeah. pythons. Massive. That's what Hulk Hogan used to say, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, and so I thought I'd be pumping some weights and he said, can you come around and give me a hand? I thought, yeah, mate, I'll come around. So I went around, spent about five hours helping doing up the house. Yeah. I stripped the whole, well, not the whole room by myself, but stripped the wallpaper for four or five hours. Oh, that's not fun. It's fun and not fun at the same time, John. Demolishing things is fun. Stripping wallpaper is not Demolishing fun. Demolishing things is fun. Mm. You get a sledgehammer, you smash a wall in. Mm. You feel good about yourself. There, there is something manly about that. Mm. Stripping wallpaper is a bit more delicate. Mm. But it is good when you get that one sheet and <laughs> from the bottom to the top. Yeah. That was that was good. Unfortunately, I didn't get much of that. Most of it was scraping the crap out of these walls, but I did that, so I felt pretty manly manly. Wallpaper's the thing of the past. Well, there was a the thing. They're doing up their house. And they're yeah. getting rid of, their house is like 90 years old. Right. She just replied it. No, but what Re- people do nowadays is no, because he's got lather and plaster underneath. Right. So they're replastering the wall. Right. But nowadays, what I did in St. Martin's, because I had lather and plaster, I just put new walls over the top of it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just put an extra layer of uh, jib mm. over. AQC. Mm. AQC is a funny thing. We've got, we've got earthquakes in Christchurch, and AQC are like the, the government insurance company, aren't they? Mm. And, uh, and so they're really anal about what they'll fix. So they'll, they'll do the whole house, not that bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and, and the builder's got to plaster it, but oh no, we're not taking the wallpaper off. Yeah. So they, they'll do everything and they were doing that bedroom, but they just wouldn't take the wallpaper off. Yeah. I can't complain. We did okay out of it. Did you? Same as you Well, no, we didn't do great. We did okay. We actually did because we were. We were oh, you know what, John? Did you see it down by my garage? Yeah, some building going on in there. Somebody else hit it again. Really? <laughs> so we've got this pole. We're gonna. So how do you describe your house? We've got a house, and then split level split on the side level. of the hill. <laughs> you did really well then. Yeah. I wouldn't have seen that. And we've got we've got our top lower deck, lower lower part of the house is a garage and bedroom and bathroom, and, and then the, the top area is the main living and all the rest. Of it. And we've got a deck that comes off, and I don't know, you, and you move on, and then underneath there's another garage. Yeah. And the deck is supported by this pole, mm. and it's a pretty important pole. Yeah. And about about four or five months ago, someone drove into it. it wasn't yeah. that bad, but no, they didn't come and tell us. And I was, yeah. I thought that was pretty poor form. Yeah. You know, if you're going to drive into someone's house and pole, and you know, <laughs> at least knock on the door and say, "Look, mate, sorry, I did this." Yeah. Get a call the other night, and the problem is we never go down to that part of the house. Like, yeah. I, it's, the, the second garage is lower than where we need to go, so yeah. John sees it more than I do. Yeah. Because that's where you park, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so, so. Get a call from my neighbour the other night. Oh, you realise your pole's been broken again, and it was it was like it was like broken in half, like snapped in half. The deck was dropping down. It wasn't a good place. Did the people tell us? No. Youths of today, they've also done that up the road at the the Cup Cafe. Somebody's crashed into that too. The cup mm. crashed into the cup. Well, one of the poles again. It's just snapped in half. If you're going to crash into someone's house... You're going to go and tell them. Knock on their door. Mm. Like, you know what? I'll pay the bill. I don't care. Like, it's 400 bucks, so be it. But... It's not happy. The table there should be the rant of the week. That, John, actually it is. Where's the human decency? Have you ever hit someone's car and not told them? No. <laughs> never. Can I tell you a really funny story that was not going to put me in a good light? It's, it's time second on, but yeah, go for it. So years ago, John... Now, this is... The, it's wrong what I did, but I justify it to myself. You justify it every day of your life. Every day. I'm parking in the park, and you know sometimes you get, you'll park and there's a gap between the two cars, which is too small. Mm-hmm. Very too small, which is fair enough. So I'm parking in this park, and there's a, so what happened was, the gutters here, this is great podcasting by the way, mm-hmm. and I parked there, and there's a, there's a park that's probably half a car size mm. in front of my car before the gutter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, or the driveway, you know. Yeah. So no one could park in front of me, but the person behind me had any space, so it was all I could do. A mini mm. parks, no, it must have been a mini park behind me, so it must have been behind me that was the gap. There's mini parks behind me because there was enough of a gap for a mini, mm. but they parked so close to me that I couldn't get out. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get out, John. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing I could do. Yeah. The, seriously, the gap was two millimetres. Yeah. I'm thinking, what can I do? I need to get out of here. There was no gap. There was not enough of a gap. I couldn't even 3.2 in Even if I did yeah. 100 3.2s, I yeah. couldn't do it. So I think, well, maybe I was good. Maybe a nudge. Oh, I would have. Now, now, John, the mini isn't some crappy old mini. It was someone who was obviously done up a mini and made it yeah. back to original form it was a classy mini so I get in the car put the car in reverse and, and I got a bit of a bumper bar yeah you know so, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, not okay, a bumper I mean uh, uh, tow bar, oh, tow bar. Tow, tow bar. Oh, so I thought I'd just get the tow bar and just get, and so so I put it delicately because yeah. I knew the person gave it the car delicately pick up the car push it just slightly give it a nice slightly give it a nice yeah. slightly sweet okay, got enough space start to move forward the, my, 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 what does he call it? Tow bar. It got underneath the mini's bumper. Nice. No, so, so, so the mini's attached to my car. Nice. <laughs> so, so, I'm stuck there. This mini's stuck. This stuck to my car. So I think, what do I do? I get out of So I do. I, I just put the foot down. Classic podcasting. <laughs> deep breaths, deep breaths. <laughs> the bumper bar came off the mini. Oh, that's great. I just tried to wait. These guys are looking at me. I gave a wave. I'm out of here. Got it sorted. Oh, that's oh. a good one.
<laughs> I took no responsibility. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, they're fine. You got a mini, give a get. This you got a, you're missing a bumper back from 1987. Seriously. You know where to find I drove away and the, the, <laughs> the bumper's on the ground. And I just, oh, I'm just, these guys looked at me, I gave him a wave and away he went. Never got in trouble for it. So, but I don't take ethic. I, don't, I wasn't in the wrong way, I, John. I don't, I don't believe you were. <laughs> no, I think you're all good in the hood. Oh, there you go. This is my mini story. There you go. Okay, John. Let's keep that up. one wrapped up for seven years. Yeah, it was just not the kind of story you tell people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just told the whole world. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. Do, a fitness, want to do any of your fitness behaviours around your behaviour on that day? Ethically, what should have yeah, I done? What, yeah. what, what was the other option? There was no other option. No. 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 I could have waited. Mm. No. But they made a choice, John. They, they made the choice. They made a choice that made me make a choice. When I was a teenager, what was one of your favourite albums when you were a teenager? Mid, uh, mid-teens, you know, like teenage angst. Deflippin'. Deflippin'? Yeah. No, that's not teenagers, that's 80s. Teenagers like Nirvana, did you like Smashing oh, Pumpkins? Yeah, a bit of Smashing Pumpkins. Did you have Melancholy and Infinite Sadness? Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deflippin', pour yeah. some sugar on me. Pour some sugar on me, baby. In the name of love. Okay, so do, do you know the song, John? Here we go, here we go. Here's, here's me playing the piano. Wait a second. Do you know the song? Yeah. Wait, wait, it's coming. Yeah. It's, so do you into Smashing Pumpkins? Sabar is title sponsor of... Look, uh, look, yeah. listen. Listen, wait. I need something a bit more upbeat. <laughs> do you know the song? Yeah, I think I do. That's, that's me playing play Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. I'll just keep it on in the background. Yeah. Tisparu Canada are apparently title sponsors of yeah, the 2014 20, 70.3 World Triathlon Championships. Just got that email through. Yep. Yeah, anything, anything else? Maybe we could do this each week in the news. 50% off gardening products with uh, Treat Me this week. Do you do, treat, do, you do all those websites? No, I don't. They're pain in the butt, aren't they? Come on, let's wrap it up. This is boring. Oh, people are loving my no. plan. People are going, oh, this is the best ride I've had in my life. Endurance um, endurance Sport Travel, if you want to go to Ironman Maryland, join them. It's not Maryland, isn't it? We said that last time. People oh, were angry with someone us. someone mad at us. Maryland. If you spell it Maryland, it's Maryland. Yeah. Like, we know we're crap readers, but hey. Maryland. Dun, 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 Righty ho. Iron Rusts. Iron Man, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia car. Kia car. I'll try to pick I up. I can just game. let them out. We've only got a minute and a half to go. All oh, right. I'll just let them out. I'll let you out, guys, with this, and then I'll put our music on. So it's a minute, minute 40. I'll do some emails. Okay, you do some emails. Here we go. Hanson's Merritt Way, the hey, half, hey, half hey, marathon. Hey, hey, they listen to my playing. Go Daddy. I've got to renew my things with Go Daddy. It costs a lot, eh? How many you got? It's our Legends of Triathlon. I've got to renew that. Still got a minute. Christchurch Airport Marathon's coming up on... Uh, Are you doing that? Are you doing a half? No, no. We're out of town. Someone else is following me on Strava. How many you got following you? Don't know. One of my athletes has got a new, a new threshold power value of 1194 watts. Whoa. That's pretty impressive, Laurie. Nice work. You're 1100 winning. watts. You're That's Pre- his threshold. Previous value was 200. Wow, he stepped it up. I think he's on the roids. <laughs> 45 seconds. They're loving it, John. Yeah. They're loving it. Just about there. Oh, just a little bit of outro. It's coming now. 